You're listening to SM Media, the number one place for exclusive content. Hi everyone and welcome to the latest episode of the Scottish Football Show right here on SM Media. I'm Scott McPay, delighted to be your host as always. We've got a very special episode this week. We are going to take a look at the upcoming SWPL season preview. We are delighted to have an all-star panel in this week's episode. Delighted to be joined by Suzanne Mulvey, first of all. Suzanne, pleasure to welcome you back on. Thanks for coming on. Thanks for having me, Scott. Well, we're also joined by Emma Black. Emma, it's a pleasure to welcome you on to the show. Hi there. Brilliant. And we're also joined by Courtney McKenzie. Courtney, welcome to SM Media. Thanks very much for coming on. No, the pleasure's all mine. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Brilliant. We're going to take a look at the upcoming SWPL season, which kicks off this weekend. Suzanne, how excited are you for the season to kick off again? I'm really excited. Um, I think that not only is the, the top half of the table, obviously, kind of the, the title, who's going to contest for that, it's going to be exciting. But also the bottom half as well, with there being no relegation last season, it's going to be really interesting with the three teams coming up to see kind of who's at the lower end of the table at the end of the season. Yeah, definitely. Emma, what's kind of what's kind of things are you looking forward to this season with the with the, the football kicking off? Are you glad to have it back? Oh, absolutely. Um, also with the, having the fans yeah. able to come and enjoy it as well, I think that is vitally important, especially because there's been so much hype about the media, but she's been great covering all the games. I think now it's important now to get the fans in and and obviously get people there um, attending the matches. But I'm really looking forward to it, um, just considering obviously how well it went last season, how competitive it actually was, um, and then obviously with the league expanding um, with greater numbers and teams. So no, I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah, definitely. Courtney, what's what you're looking forward to with the season kicking off? Just everything, to be honest. I just I just love it. And I just feel like there's a, a fresh feel almost. Like this is just like a brand new start. Like last season, it felt like that. And I feel like this season's the exact same. Um, and just to have Aberdeen, Patrick Thistle and Hamilton up is, is going to be great. The both three of them are all fantastic sides. And I think uh, they'll cause a few upsets, which is, is always good. Yeah, definitely. Suzanne, obviously, before we get into that, the upcoming season, you are kind of involved with Forfa, and obviously they're not going to be taking part in the season. Just tell us a wee bit about what happened and what the kind of, what the kind of next steps are. Obviously, we, we knew they kind of withdrew for the league, but where's the kind of next steps for the club for you? Yeah, so, so firstly, um, I think that the biggest problem was obviously recruitment, trying to get players on board. Um, Eddie's obviously went in and kind of from the offset, I think players have already decided that they were going to leave. Um, probably due to the fact that last season there was a lot of changes um, and they probably didn't know kind of where they stood and, and what was going to happen. Um, so kind of unfairly, they probably didn't give Eddie a chance to implement what he could. Um, so, as I say, from the offset, um, quite a few vital players left. Um, Donna Hartson, um, obviously, kind of work commitments or whatever, she was off. Um, and then, you know, the captain um, and our striker heading to Dundee United. Um, so, as I say, just from the off, um, when they players started leaving, it was just kind of a catalyst for more and more players to keep moving. Um, and that was it, you know. Um, we were kind of, it was an uphill struggle from there. Um, there was so much hard work from kind of behind the scenes, trying to get players on board and trying to put things in place. Um, but ultimately, it just wasn't enough. I think the location um, is always going to be a struggle with someone like Forfa. Um, and then obviously, we, you know, the likes of Rangers, Celtic, Glasgow City, what they can kind of offer 
Um, and, and as well, the fact that we brought the likes of Partick Thistle Hamilton now promoted as well, that's not a couple of Glasgow-based teams that players are going to go to rather than wanting to travel out the way. Um, so it's, it's very, very sad, obviously, for them have been involved in the league since 2005 when they got promoted. Um, they've been in the top league, they've never been relegated. So to see a team like that manage to sustain kind of that, you know, level for such a long period of time, it's such a shame. But they've still got a good youth set up in place. Um, obviously, that area of the director of football up there, um, they're going to put a lot of good things in place, and, and the youth structure is going to be really, really good. So, in the future, you know, hopefully, we'll see them back in, in a few years. Um, as I say, it's a real, real loss, but obviously, the likes of you know that happening, it, it's given Partick Thistle a good opportunity to come in. So, it'll be interesting to see what they can do this season. Yeah, definitely. We'll move into the looking ahead to this season. Obviously, three teams have come up and obviously there was no relegations for this year. So we've got a 10-team league. We'll look at the SWPL2 later, but SWPL1, it's stacked again this year. Obviously, Glasgow City are the team, the, the dominant team for the past how many years? A bit of change there, Emma, this year. Obviously, Scott Booth's away to Birmingham and Grant Scott's now the interim manager. What's, what do you think the expectations are going to be for Glasgow City? Who's going to kind of be the key players this season? Oh, I think I'll be... Exactly the same as what City set out to do every season is to retain that league title and obviously get, get into the Champions League and pro- progress from there. And being obviously at Glasgow City, everyone knows that you need to win that title to get to Champions League. So that's not going to change regardless of who the manager is. And obviously Grant's come in and obviously he's in from bases. And I think that's a lot of pressure on him also to obviously try and maintain that level. Um, obviously on managers gone by, especially what Scott Booth did as well, obviously getting into the quarterfinals once again. Um, but no, I don't think there'll be, won't be any changes at all in terms of their aspirations, their goals, what they set out to do each season. And we're obviously such a close-knit club that nothing leaks out their club. Yeah, definitely. Courtney, what's your thoughts in Glasgow City? They're still the dominant force to in this division. Do you think they're going to carry that on here? I think the winning mentality at Glasgow City is just too strong sometimes to to break. You know, you've seen it the last game of the season against Rangers. I think, you know, even la- the beginning of last season, many people had Glasgow City written off. They thought Celtic Rangers are going to do the job. One of them's going to win the title. But, you know, they've proven time and time again they can't be written off. They've got a handful of players that have been there that are the foundations of Glasgow City. You know, get like the likes of Hayley Lauder, Leanne Ross, Leanne Crichton, obviously before she left. Any players that come in, I can I can probably guarantee that they'll have be spreading that mentality to anyone. And now you've got like Saprissia Chinchia, who's just unbelievable. She's a massive talent. Um, and I think they'll just it'll be difficult to break them down, but hopefully um to spice things up, you know, hopefully a, a, another team will, will bring the title to, to another club and um hopefully another team will have a crack at Champions League as well. But I do think Glasgow City will um continue to do well for, for many years to come. Yeah, definitely. Suzanne, who's the kind of key players to watch out for Glasgow City this season and which are kind of expectations for them going forward? Um, I think key players for them um, is probably the likes of Joe Love, obviously having to step up this season. She's kind of one of the most experienced players there. Um, you've not got Leanne Ross, Leanne Crichton there anymore. Um, obviously, Leanne Ross, uh, Leanne Ross kind of backroom, you know, she's still there, so obviously what she brings to the team will still be there, just not on the pitch. Um, but the likes Joe Love, Hayley Lauder, you know, obviously they're going to have to step up and, and take lead roles. Um, but the biggest kind of thing with, with Scott with leaving is probably the fact that it's took Celtic players, so it's not, you know, the biggest loss for the basketball side. I think that's affected Celtic more. Um, so I think they'll still do really well. 
obviously it's the most pressure, you know, they've won the league 14 years in a row, so the pressure's on them to retain again. And um, you know, less pressure on Celtic and Rangers because they've not won it. Just from their fans, what, what kind of they've put into it. But again, it's it's classical sitting with the pressure is they need to retain that title. Yeah, definitely. The Celtic are going to be challenging them. Obviously, they finished second last year, as Suzanne mentioned. A lot of a lot of moves for Glasgow uh, Celtic. Sorry, Lisa Robertson being one of them. Um, I can Celtic build on that run last year for they ran Glasgow City so close. And how can a bigger match for the likes of Lisa Robertson be? Um, Lisa Robertson and Sarah Younes will be a huge miss for them. You know, Sarah Younes has been a top goal scorer for the past couple of seasons. You know, she's certainly come into her own. She's been fantastic and Suzanne will tell you that she's the type of player that after training you can't get her off a training pit. She's out there like a bag of footballs, like fantastic attitude and that's obviously got her move to Birmingham. Um, Lisa Robertson, she had a great season. That's why she was put into the national team. Um, obviously just by her performances and she was the driving force for me and that Celtic team, she was the one that was dictating the play and breaking up the play. Um, so that's a huge loss and Obviously, having watched the Celtic game and obviously been involved with the BBC Alba guys doing the commentary at Champions League, for me, they missed Lisa and, and, and Sarah in that game massively. Um, but, of course, we've obviously made a good couple of signings. We've got the, the girl Wellings. I was impressed with her striker. She was very good. Um, she scored a hat-trick against Birmingham in the pre-season friendly. So, but, no, she's she was good. Um, but, no, they've got, they'll be obviously looking to to push on now and take that next step further and try and even get closer to Glasgow City, if not win the title. I think, what was it? Is it still 12 points or so that were still adrift from Glasgow City? Was it 12 points, was it? Uh, it was. And when they finished up in second place, so it's still, that's still a big gap to close from, for obviously the guys below um, Celtic City. But I think Celtic will be looking to do a, a, bit, a bit better in terms of taking to take more points off Glasgow City and obviously continue to take points off Rangers going forward. But... It's going to certainly be a, a spicy season, I think. Yeah, definitely. Suzanne, can Celtic close that gap in Glasgow City? Do you think they're kind of the best prime team to do so? Um, I don't think so. Um, I think the loss of Sarah Younes and Lisa Robertson is probably going to be too much for them. Um, Lisa Robertson, obviously, is be a one player of the year last year in the National Cell. Probably her peak at the moment. That's probably the best that she's ever been. Um, and Sarah Younes, you can't take that amount of goals out of any team and still kind of do as well. They, like Emma like, um, was saying, you know, they have got the placements in there. And it'll be interesting to see what their placements do. But as of yet, it's still unknown. So we, we just don't know if any of them are going to step up or, or even kind of, you know, take over the roles. Um, but the likes of Natalie Ross coming back into the squad, um, you know, she had an injury. It'd be good to see that. But her and Lisa worked really well together. So um, as I say, she'll be great coming back into the squad. But I do think that that they two players were probably, you know, the most influential players. We've got Kelly Clark's obviously, you know, experience and um, her kind of leadership. Um, Chloe Craig as well, some great, great players. But Lisa Robertson and Sarah Hughes were probably two standout players uh, for me last season for Celtic. So with them away, I just can't see them, you know, getting closer to Glasgow City or even kind of picking up that title, not at all. Courtney, what's your thoughts on Celtic? Who's the kind of key players to watch out for? Um, well, if, if uh, Sarah Ewan and Lisa Robson were still there, then I'd certainly be saying them, but I can't. Um, but I think, you know, Chloe Logan, I think, is just unbelievable. She's had a, a great pre-season. Um, she was great in the Old Firm games against Rangers. Um, and I think, you know, like so, um, Chloe Craig as well, like Suzanne mentioned, she's a fantastic player, but I do think, you know, the both of them are massive losses. And even Maria Leah was actually a wee bit 
surprised to see to see her go as well. Um, someone who I thought when she came in, it was, there was massive noise around it, and, and rightly so. And to see her leave was, was a big shock. Uh, I think she's a fantastic player, but I do think um, there'll be a lot of uh, pressure on the likes of Chloe Logan this season, um, and even Kiva Keenan leaving as well was a bit of a bit of a shock. She's someone I think when you think of Celtic, she's one of the first players you do think of. Um, but you know, hopefully, um, you know it's not too much of a loss, and they, they drop too far down in the table. But um, I'm yeah, really surprised surprised to see them all go. And I do think Chloe Logan, you know, bit of a bit of a weird one. Usually people pick out, outfield players, but all, all eyes are on Chloe Logan. I think this year. Yeah, I would agree with that as well. We'll move into Rangers. Obviously, a couple of big signings: Jane Ross and Tessel. Is it Hadag? You pronounce it or Madag? Midag, two good signings. Courtney, will they big signings give Rangers an improvement? I do think so. I think Jane Ross has had a fantastic pre-season. She's you know, kind of banging on goals for fun at the minute. Um, she's a clinical finisher. She's been in a Scotland team for years for a reason. Um, and I think that's what Rangers were massively missing last season was, was the goals. Um, they had so many great chances. You know, I've seen it. First hand, unfortunately, um, in the stands, uh, in the media stand, how many chances they did miss, and they were missing someone like Jane Ross who will put them away time and time again. You know, Lizzie Arnott isn't even an out striker, and she still took away the, the golden boot. So I do think a lot of goals will come from her, but I think it's great they've given her the chance now to go a bit more, to go a bit wider, put the balls in, put let Brogan Hay put the balls in as well, and um, you know, hopefully a lot of goals will come from her um, as she's seen in pre-season. Tessa Midag, I think. Was a fantastic signing. I just I actually couldn't quite believe it when I seen it come up on my phone. Um, and Kayla McCoy as well, who is another <clears throat> signing for Rangers, who probably won't bring in as many goals as Jane Ross, but certainly will bring in a lot of, a lot of service to her. So it's an exciting time to be a Rangers fan and a player at the minute. And I think they were the the missing the missing jugs of season. I do think with those signings. Hopefully, I'm not um, biting my words soon, but I do think they'll be the players to take Rangers possibly to first, but most definitely to second. <clears throat> Suzanne, what's your thoughts on Rangers for the upcoming season? And Courtney mentioned Brogan here as well. How big a player will she be this season? Um, I think that Rangers, in, in my opinion, probably had the best kind of transfer window, if you like. Um, Jane Ross, the amount of goals that, that she's kind of scored international level, and even when she played in Scotland before, she scored over 100 goals for Glasgow City. So to have that player back in the league is very exciting for the, you know, um, for supporters to watch, but also as well for Rangers, they've got a really good signing there. Obviously as well, you know, McCoy, another striker, um, and then we tag signing a player of that quality. She's played for, you know, Ajax, Man City, West Ham. So with somebody like that, again, you know, to, to be in Scotland, I think her experience is going to be massive. Um, so there are a couple of ACL injuries that have prevented her from, you know, kind of playing at a high, high level in the past few years. But hopefully she's back to her best as well and that we get to see kind of that quality player playing. Um, the likes of Brogan Hay, you know, she's a fantastic young player who every single season she just seems to be getting better and better. Uh, just fantastic, the, the deliveries, she contributes goals as well. Um, I was over watching the game against Chelsea and she scored a, a good goal as well. Uh, they played really well against Chelsea. The scoreline might not, not show that, but they did really well, they competed very well. Um, but for me, another massive player for them will be when Kirsty Howitt comes back into the squad. Um, she's probably come, going to come back in around about kind of the halfway point in the season and the amount of goals that she can bring along with Jane Ross and then obviously hopefully um, McCoy as well I think that's going to be massive for them I think they, they've kind of improved the most um, in my opinion kind of in terms of the, the firepower that they've got now they only conceded 10 goals last season 
in 21 games. So I don't think that defence was ever in question. It was always just could they score the goals? Could they kind of, especially against Glasgow City and Celtic, which they failed to do. Um, obviously, against Celtic, they, they never managed to beat them last season. So I think they, they will do one better this season. I think they are going to be the most improved out of the three top teams. Emma, what's your thoughts on Rangers for last season? Just similar to what the, the guys are saying, just echoing name. For me, I think Debbie Vance is obviously, that's almost seen, feels like a, a new signing because she missed out so much and obviously caught some of the, the pre-season games. I was at the Man United game um, and I thought she was excellent. You know, she's quickly got herself up to that level again and you can see obviously why they signed her back then and she's bringing her international experience to Rangers. So I think she'll be vital for them. But the one standout for me is Jane Ross. I mean, when I seen it, obviously I knew she was coming. I thought that's a fantastic sign. That's just somebody that Rangers are missing when it comes to the big games against Glasgow City and against Celtic. Who's brave enough to, to break the fences down and, and get the ball in the back of the net? And Jane Ross is, is that player to do that, especially if obviously, sadly, when Kirsten Hibbert did her ACL. But they then miss somebody like that. Um, for me, Zoe Ness is more like a link-up player, like linking up the play, being creative. They just needed someone in and around the box. And Jane Ross will bring that to you, Suzanne says. Every day of the week, she'll be in that box, in the right areas, timing her runs well. And not just that, it's about her experience off the pitch as well to help the likes of Brogan Hay progress even further. Because her experience is just second to none. She's played with some top, top-class players and she'll bring that into the changing room. Just how she how she is off the park. She's such a... Um, she just eats the right things, trains well, very positive. And I think that'll have a big influence on that Rangers dressing room also. Yeah, definitely. We'll move into the other kind of teams before we look at the, the teams that are, that are coming up this season that have been been in the league last season. Hibs, Spartans, Motherwell, Hearts. We'll start with Hibs. Suzanne, what's your thoughts on Hibs? Obviously, they were a dominant force in years gone by. Do you think they're, they're kind of close to the kind of close to the kind of top three? Is that are they, they kind of the team most likely to maybe cause a split in them? Um, there, there was always a massive gap last season between the top three and everybody else. Um, they've recruited a few players, um, Michaela Macaloni from um, Spartans, um, the likes of having Katie Rice back as well. You know, she was out injured for a while since March, so to have her back in the team, that's going to be a bit of a boost. Um, but they've not got many kind of big signings. I think the American players would be interested to see how well they do, but it's a bit unknown at the moment. Um, they've got obviously they've got their experience, Joel Murray, Rachel Boyle, so defensively. Um, they're not too bad. It was always just going forward and competing against the top three teams. So a, a bit unknown for me. Um, I think they'll do well against the lower kind of teams in the league, but against the top ones, it'll be interesting to see if they they kind of got that spark back and if they can compete at the top again. Cody, what's your thoughts on Hibs? Um, <clears throat> I thought they were fantastic last season. Kind of similar, like Suzanne said, against the, the the bottom side of the table. You know, they're never in doubt. Um, they had some really good play and I thought even when Rangers beat them 3-0 I think towards the end of the season uh, last year uh, they done they done quite well they were dangerous at times you could see that, that Malky was a bit um, shaken up if you like because they, they, were, they were dangerous going forward sometimes but I do think that uh, the likes of Glasgow City Celtic and Rangers are just too good for them at the minute and it's a shame because the gap is quite big between the, the third and fourth spot um, but I do think, like Suzanne said as well, their signings were really, really good. It's, it'll be interesting to see how the American signings do because it, it, I think it's a completely, it's a completely different game between college soccer and, and the SWPL. It's, it's, it's two different, two different games. So 
I'm looking forward to see how they do, but I do think it's really nice that they, they stuck to their, they've kept their foundation players, like the Rachel Boyles, the Joel Murray, and like Lee Ayadi, Amy Muir, players that can only do better now and only go forward. So um, I'm really looking forward to see how they do. Um, if they do cause an upset, I do think it'll be against um, the likes of, kind of Glasgow City, who I probably will be feeling the pressure, um, trying to hold on to that title and with a, with a new coach and losing a good few players. So yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing them, but I just think the gap is a bit too big at the minute. Brilliant. Emma, what's your thoughts on Hibs? Who's going to be the kind of key players in that team? Um, for me, I think Hibs' biggest signing is actually retaining Amy Gallagher because I know there was quite a few teams that were obviously interested in her and she's certainly progressed extremely well being at Hibs and Hibs are renowned for progressing young players from their development teams and under-19s and then getting them into first team and almost giving them a chance to actually go and play in SWPL1 with the experienced players round about them and She's certainly one that's that shown last season. So for me, that's probably the biggest sign is actually retaining her. Um, so she was really, really good. Um, and as Suzanne says, Katie Rice, I think, will be a big player for them also, um, returning from injury. And I think the, I think the gap's too big, as, as Courtney says, the gap's too big between the top three and everyone else in the league. And that's obviously due to the funding, the investment going full time. And it'll be difficult for other teams below them to try and compete. Um, so I think it's almost like you could split the league up into like two leagues, if you like. So it's almost like the top three battling it out and then who's going to be the better of the rest. Um, and then you kind of sh- like shock other teams, get a, take a nick a point off Glasgow City or nick a point off Celtic or Rangers. And they'll obviously be looking to do that, of course, they'll be looking to obviously go out every game and, and perform the best they can. And they had obviously the pre-season game against Everton, which is obviously a top a top standard. So they'll be looking obviously to try and maintain that as the season goes on. But it's vitally important that they have their, their top players and experienced players remaining fit throughout the rest of the season because that'll then help the other guys. Yeah, definitely. We'll move on to Spartans. Courtney, what's your thoughts on them for the season? Um, I think they'll do really well. I think they will just continue on the way they did last season. Um, they played some really, really good football. Um, and a bit of a shame, like Suzanne said earlier, they've lost um, Michaela Macaloni, who I think is a fantastic young player, who will go a really long way, um, perhaps even down south at one point. Um, but I do think she'll do fantastic at Hibs, but it's a shame that Spartans have lost her. Um, and, you know, Spartans, I think, you know, similar to the top three, the gap is just too big. Um, but I do think they have the ability to go and compete with the likes of Hibs and, and other teams around about them. You know, nobody can write them off. Um, they've got a really good coach on their side who knows what it takes to win, who knows what it takes to take a side from the bottom to the top. So I really do hope that happens for them. It's a side that I really liked and, and enjoyed watching last season, especially against the top three, because their, their attitude against sides like that are just fantastic. And I do think it starts from like Devin McCulloch, who's a coach that is a never, never say never coach. She'll go right until the last second, and the players done exactly that. Um, I do hope they, they get a few good few results and hopefully they stay in the SWPL for a good few years to come because it's a team, you know, I just really, really enjoy watching them. They're a, they're a fantastic side. So, Andy, can I go along with that with Spartans? What's your kind of thoughts with them for this season? Um, there's not really been a lot of movement kind of within um, the transfer window. Obviously, losing the Kayla is a big blow for them. Um, they've got a couple of players um, who came back from their academy, they went away out and they came back after a few years. And then Rosie from um, Rangers on loan. Um, it'll be interesting to see some of the younger players are obviously out on loan, kind of spread across the league. So it'll be interesting to see how some of them do. Um, I think the biggest thing for Spartans is obviously the fact that they announced that they're semi-professional now. So it'll be interesting to see if that's going to make a massive difference to them. 
Um, it depends, obviously, with, with the likes of range of self-investing and going full-time professional. The biggest thing is not how often you can train and train a team. It's what you don't need to do. You don't need to work. You don't need to rush. You don't need to rush your meals. Everything's you know, more relaxed. You get more rest and recovery. And that's probably the most important thing that people don't realise. It's the recovery. So it depends what that entails for Spartans. You know, do their players kind of, are they part-time in jobs now? Have they got more time to race? Are they training more often? Um, so when we find out kind of exactly what's going on there, I think it'll be interesting to see if they can actually put that onto the pitch and if they can actually improve. Um, obviously, they're competing really well with the likes of Hibs, who are normally kind of the best of the race. Um, so it'll be interesting to see if they, they can stay right up there. Um, and obviously, as well, what Courtney was saying, um, they do like to go out against the bigger teams and try and do something. So it'll be interesting to see if they, they kind of manage to beat what they've done in the other season and actually manage to take more points off the big teams. Emma, Giant Spartans can improve. Yeah, I think they can. Um, I think one of their signings was Lisa Ryan from Forfa, like I'd picked her out last season at Forfa. She was, for me, she was obviously one of their best players, if not the best player at Forfa. And, and I knew, be watching her, that she was going to get a move eventually to a bigger team. Um, and Spartans is a real togetherness club. And I like, I like watching them too, also because of, they fight for each other. Maybe they go a goal down, but they're always in it together. They're just a, it's like a, it is a family club, and they're always in it together. And they'll be looking, obviously, to try and take more points off Hibs, even. I think they're taking points off Hibs last season, but they'll be obviously looking to do one better against their neighbours. So it'll be difficult for them as well. Um, obviously, as Suzanne says, going with the semi-pro, does that mean then the girls do have more time to train and more time to rest and recover? So... We'll see how the season goes to see if that will make a difference, but it's still huge in this, obviously, league to announce that a team like Spartans, a community team, has obviously got their players signed um, semi-pro, which is obviously fantastic for everyone. Yes, definitely couldn't agree more. We'll move into Motherwell. Suzanne, obviously, a, a team you've spent a bit of time at. What's, the, what's their kind of expectations and how important the kind of likes are bringing in Leanne Crichton? Um, I think that, that they've done not too bad in the, in the window. Um, obviously, the likes of Leanne Crichton coming in is massive for them, the experience that she can bring in. Um, the likes of Amy Anderson as well, um, she'll be a good sign for them. Um, I'm, it's a kind of hit or a miss for me. I think the results have been a bit unexpected, obviously getting beat one off Aberdeen. I don't know if many people kind of expected that. Um, and obviously, they just came close. They came back to beat Queen's Park 3-2. So I think that, that looking at their results... It might take a while for their team to gel. You know, there's been quite a lot of changes, obviously, coaching staff and on the pitch. Um, a few other experienced players, you know, Claire Crosby coming in, the experience that she's got, um, kind of she played at, at Celtic um, Spartans. So she'll be really good for them as well. Um, but again, I, I, I'm not too sure about them. I think that they, they probably will slip up against a few teams. Um, I don't think... You know, teams are we expecting them to go out there and, and take anything off the big teams. Um, but for me, you know, I, I just think they'll be below the likes of maybe Hibs, Spartans. Um, I do think they probably will, will slip up um, until the jail. You know, I think it's going to take time for them um, kind of to adjust with, with everything that's going on there. Courtney, what's your kind of thoughts on Motherwell? Do you think they could have a, a good season? Um, <clears throat> it depends on the kind of definition of good is, I suppose. I think if they stay up, They'll, they'll have a good season, uh, which might sound a bit harsh, but looking at them last season, I think they just, like Suzanne said, they just, they just, they just struggled. Um, but with you know, Paul Brownlee now in um, and Leanne Crichton and stuff like that, I do think 
well, hopefully it's, it's enough to, to keep them up and bring in a good few performances. But I was surprised at the, the defeat against Aberdeen myself. Um, but then I thought about it and I thought, Aberdeen are just a fantastic young side. I do honestly think they will do really, really well. I think they'll be a team that you cannot write off. I mean, 5-2 against Rangers obviously isn't uh, the best result, but to get two goals against them is, is great. They're a really young side. I don't think they've got many older players, so it's really good. But in terms of Motherwell, um, I just I just don't know. I'm not... I'm not that convinced, but you know, I I, I don't know. I think I hope, hopefully Leanne Crichton um, uses her experience and knowledge of the game on the sideline um, a lot kind of more rather than on the pitch. I think they could do a lot more with her with her knowledge and stuff than than her playing herself. Um, but like so, like you know, Claire Adams and Lauren Duran Lab were you know really good and experienced players they've held on to. I think and Kayla McDonald and Gua as well. She's a she's a fantastic player when she gets the chance. I think she's she's really really good. Um, but similar to Susanna, I just I just don't know. I think um, it may go down to the wire and may just end up uh, relegated. I don't. I just don't know. I can't. I can't quite put my finger on it just yet. What it is, but I, I don't know. I just don't know. I think I think perhaps they'll maybe have to spend a season or two down in SWPL two to maybe make their way back up. Emma, what's your thoughts on Motherwell this season? Um, I think similar to to what the guys are saying. It's a, a mixed bag, isn't it? Like. There was a lot of hype when Paul Brownlee came in, which was fantastic. It's also great to see the Motherwell Twitter for the women's team back up and running, which is great. He obviously gets himself out there, promotes the team. And then obviously then they've got to, the girls have obviously got to take control of what's on, on the pitch when they step onto that white line. And it's been a mixed bag. And in terms of obviously the loss to, to Aberdeen, as Courtney says, Aberdeen have got a lot of talented young players that have came through all the leagues, the 19s, SWPL2, winning that promotion. So they've got a real togetherness. They've got a very good coaching it, a manager and Emma Hunter also. So I wasn't surprised at that that result. Um, for me, I just think that they, they will be near the bottom again, um, as Courtney says, for me. And they'll be competing against... Hamilton, the local derby for them, something that's never happened in top right football before with Hamilton and, and Motherwell women's team. So that'll bring its own pressure as well. And Leanne Crichton obviously coming on board. Um, she'll be obviously looking to add to her experience on and off the pitch. And that can maybe put players back a little bit as well. Like Leanne coming in with very high expectations. That can maybe set players back. Um, hopefully it doesn't as the season goes on for them. But I'm sure they've obviously got themselves together. They'll obviously look to push on and try and get po- positive performances as the season goes on. And, and they'll obviously be hoping that they don't find themselves in a relegation battle. Yeah, I'd agree with that. We'll move on to Hearts before we look at the, the other three teams that, are, that have come up. Courtney, they've obviously had a disappointing uh, cup campaign. Do you think that could be a, a sign for how their season could go? Um, I don't know. Hearts are a team... Like many other teams, actually, I don't even know why I pick teams out. So I just hope every team does well. But Hearts are a team I just want to do well. Like I see them playing, I just think, please, just like win a game. Like I, I just love them. Charlotte Parker Smith, I think, is just in a league of her own. She's fantastic, and I'm so surprised that she's not, you know, a, a bigger club, you know, to to develop even more. I think she single-handedly, and it might sound a bit harsh, single-handedly kept like Hearts. Um, Obviously, there wasn't a relegation last year, but I think if they do this season, I think she would have probably single-handedly kept them out of it. Um, some of her saves, saves were fantastic last season. I thought um, Claire Dilworth was really good last season. Um, there was just so many kind of standout players, but as a team, I just don't think they were 
um, a unit at times. And I thought that just, just obviously, you can see it on the pitch, so we're getting kind of beat all the time. But, um, you know, it was between them and Motherwell last season for me um, about who's going to go down like this season. I think maybe Hearts, they've had a good kind of, good wee spell and I hope it continues. So I think, at the two, I think it'll be Motherwell that's in that relegation battle with perhaps maybe one of the, the newcomers, not perhaps not Aberdeen, but maybe a Partick this year, Hamilton, I think it'll be between them, but um, yeah, I don't know. I think, I hope they stay up, I don't I hope every team like stays up, I don't like to see anyone go down, but um, I think Hearts will do enough just to, just to stay up there and perhaps start to compete in the next coming seasons, but Charlotte Parker-Smith, like, just wow, I, I couldn't believe the season she had last year. I actually picked her for the, for her football hub team of the season and no, absolutely no one disagreed with it. Absolutely no one. And I really do hope she gets, in the next coming seasons, gets a, a massive move because I think she deserves it. Yeah. Emma, what's your thoughts on Hearts? Do you think they could you know, prove herself better to be the, what they were in the cup performance? Yeah, I absolutely believe so. Like, watching towards the end of last season, they didn't obviously pick up many points, but their performances improved on the pitch and individual players improved, like such as Delworth, Smith. She was a wanted player. Um, Smith playing that number 10 role. She was fantastic. And, and obviously the goalkeeper, Parker Smith, she was excellent too. So their performances were improving. Individual players were improving. And a, t- a team like Hearts has just come into the SWPL1. That's what you would want to see as a manager and a coach and, and other players looking on and that's what they tended to do and I hope they continue to do to do that and they've retained the majority of their squad if not all of their squad which is a real togetherness which will be vitally important for them especially for then a new manager coming in and for me obviously their manager is Spanish so are they then going to go down the line of t- playing the typical Spanish way are the players good enough to play that way are they brave enough to play that way so it'll be exciting actually to see how they progress but I think, as obviously what Courtney says, I think obviously they may be down at the bottom near the, their own wee league, such to speak. So no, it'll be interesting to see how they do, especially with this new Spanish manager coming in. Yeah, definitely. Suzanne, what do Hearts need to do to kind of keep, their, keep themselves in the league and kind of build on last season? Um, it'll, be, it'll be definitely interesting to kind of see where they're at. Um, obviously, Emma touched on the, you know, the, the manager coming in at the moment. She's not here as far as I know, so that's kind of interesting in terms of when's that going to happen, what's going on at the moment, um, and when she comes in, is she going to implement lots of changes to what she wants straight away? Is it going to be small transitions? That's going to be really vital for them if, if a new manager comes in. And of course, you know, she'll have some great ideas. Obviously, she's more than qualified, that's why she's got the job. But coming in and making a lot of changes, I think it's going to be a massive transition period for them. Um, and I'm not sure if it's going to help them in terms of where they're at at the moment. Possibly if it happened last season when there's no relegation, it would have been fantastic. But this season when there's been a relegation, the transition period, they've not recruited a lot of players, a couple of loan moves from you know Celtic players, um, Tegan Brown from Bonamur, but there's not many big players in there. They don't have a lot of players that have got massive experience across the league. Um, so for me, I, I think that it's going to be really hard for them um, and obviously we don't know when the manager's going to come in, um, but but for me it is going to be a, a big transition for them, um, and I hope they can they can do well with that and it can kind of turn them around and and make them into a, a top team because they do have a great setup. You know the facilities at Ive are great, and um, they've got the backing from Hearts as well, which is fantastic. So it, it will be interesting to see, but I think it, it might possibly be a bit too much this season just that transition and um, all the changes for them. 
We've three teams coming up to the, the SWPL one this season, Aberdeen, Hamilton and Partick Thistle. Emma, who's the, one of those three teams you think could be the team that go the furthest? Aberdeen. Aberdeen for me. Like, even when I was playing, it says, I don't know. When we used to be like, you used to look for that fixture of Aberdeen because it was always difficult um, when you travelled up there. Um, and it was difficult when they came to play at your home games. But for me, I think, just as I mentioned, touched on earlier, They've got a real togetherness. They've had the majority of their squad young girls from a young age going through all the age groups into nine teams, into the ladies, and then obviously the end game promotion quite comfortably, shall we say, obviously. Um, and to obviously SWPL once, and they've got had the same manager, Nema Hunter. So, plus they've got the backing from the men's side of Aberdeen, which I think is vitally important for them. And I think it'll, they'll be the best of the, the ones that have been promoted for me. They'll be for ones for me to, to watch out on, especially signing Donna Patterson. She was obviously the driving force at Forfa last year and obviously then previously to that was at Glasgow City. So she'll be vitally important for the younger, te- younger players in that squad. So for me, no, it'll be one to watch will be Aberdeen. Um, I think Hamilton will find it hard. Um, obviously, can, losing out Amy Anderson to Marvel, that was her captain. She's been there a long, long time. And obviously, Rachel O'Neill leaving also. So, no, I think Hamilton will, will struggle a bit alongside Partick Fissel. You know, Partick Fissel, that, that must have been a shock to them in terms of their, their, their aspirations. Now, where do they go? They're now in SWPL1. Do they have an, a good enough squad to compete in SWPL1? Because all the other players have already signed for, so then it's hard to recruit players to come in to be at that level. So they'll find it extremely difficult, but I'm sure it's a challenge that they'll, they'll absolutely relish to be there in the first place. Yeah, definitely. But Courtney, what's your thoughts on the three promoted teams? Um, <clears throat> I'm so excited to see how Aberdeen got on. Um, massively excited, I think. Just to set up the, the team that they've got, when you watch them, they are so... It's almost like they could run for days, and and that's the joys. I've been here. I'm only twenty, but I feel about forty these days. I don't think I could run half as much as they could. Um, but they're just such an exciting young team. Like uh, Emma said, they've come up through all the ranks together. They've made it right up to the top flight. Emma Hunter is a is a coach. Is just you know like setting to run fantastic, and they they'll be on a massive high from winning that league when they got to SWPL one. They'll be. Absolutely buzzing. They've played Rangers, yet it was 5 2. They scored two, they'll, they'll be thinking, but we scored two goals against a huge side with huge players. What can we do against likes of Hibs and Spartans? And if I'm being honest, I think I feel I doubt them for one second. They'll they'll take that right off you and they'll, they'll, they'll score goals. They've got Bailey Hutchison, who was the, the Golden Boot winner this that we failed to. And I think between her and like Francesca will go away and, and a few other players, they'll just, yeah, they'll do fantastic. And I think. Messing a wee bit far fetched, but they, I think they will be a comfortable side to go up and compete with the likes of Hibs and Spartans and perhaps many finish fourth or fifth. Um, they'll be great. I'm really excited to see how they go on. Like Emma said, I think Hamilton will struggle. Patrick Thistle probably struggle, but I think as long as they, they try their absolute best, who knows what could happen because they'll probably have seen firsthand how much Hearts and Motherwell have struggled and they could end up taking their place in the league. And, you know, I've I hope for their sake and, and for a wee bit of excitement that they, that they do. Brilliant. Suzanne, what's your thoughts on the three promoted teams coming up to the big league this season? Um, obviously, I've got a bit of a soft spot for Patrick Thistle, obviously, playing there. Um, it's a, a great group of players um, and great coaches as well. It's, it's a really good group there. Um, and they are, I've spoke to a few of them since you know they've got their promotion and it is that they're shocked. Um, and, and I do feel 
I'm saying I feel a bit sorry for them because they've been promoted and you know they on merit they didn't get there. Um, but in the sense that because they, they didn't know until quite late on, they've not been able to recruit for SWPL1. Um, like Emma said, all the other players were, were kind of tied up. They've done really well in terms of um, getting Sharon McCulloch back on board. Um, I don't think she was going to sign if they were in SWPL2, but now they've got the promotion, she's went back on board with them. Um, they've obviously signed the likes of Denise Hadiel that, that me and Emma know quite well. We've played alongside her. Um, she's been out of the game for a while, so if she gets herself fit, she could be a, a great signing for them. I think they've got a couple injuries at the moment, so they might struggle early on. Um, but I'd like to see them, them do well. And obviously, they had a fantastic result against Aberdeen. Obviously, Aberdeen are a great side, but I think they beat them, was it was it 5-1 or something? They beat Aberdeen last season, one of the games at, at Glasgow Green. So they've got the potential. It was just their inconsistency that let them down last season. Um, in terms of Aberdeen, yeah, of course, they're a, a great young team. Um, sometimes when you have got a lot of young players, it can be intimidating playing against, you know, teams that are all going to be right up there, you know. Um, last season they dominated it, so we failed too. But, but this year it's going to be very different for them. Every game's going to be a challenge and it's going to be really tough for them. Um, and although it is hard going up to Aberdeen, obviously it's, it's the opposite for them. Every second week they're going to be coming down the road and they've got that travel. Um, they like 12 o'clock tip-offs when you're going up the road, which makes it really hard. You're leaving really early just after breakfast. Um, so it is hard going up there and that is obviously something that you've got to factor into it. You know, it is really hard going up there and getting a result. Um, but like I said, they coming down every second week. It is a, a young group of players. Donna Parsons probably, you know, beside their best sign and a great signing for them, the experience that she can play. She, she's even played at Glasgow City, so she's got, got great experience. Um, in terms of Hamilton, obviously the, the loss with and um, like saying Anderson going to Motherwell. Um, they've recruited young Lucy Sinclair, who's a, a great young player, and she's kind of been in and out teams for a while. So it'll be really interesting to see her play that team consistently. Um, hopefully she'll do well for them. Um, but I think they probably will struggle just in terms of the fact that they, they have lost a couple of experienced players. Um, so I think that, that, that it will be kind of hard for Hamilton. Um, I'd like to see them do well, but Probably from the three that have been promoted, I think they probably will be near the bottom for me. Right, okay. We are done looking at the SWPL1. We'll make our predictions at the end of the show. We'll move into SWPL2. Seventeen league this season, St Johnson, Dundee United, Glasgow Women, Queen's Park, Kilmarnock, Boroughmuir and Stirling Uni. Emma, who's who could be the teams to keep an eye on in that league? Uh, Dundee United for me. Um... I think obviously now Partick obviously been been promoted. I think Dundee United for me will, will look to obviously take that top spot. Just the the group of players that they have, they've obviously recruited um, some players from Forfa, and the majority of their squad actually are like, Forfa players. So it's players that have played in the SWPL one beforehand. Um, so no, I think for me that's the team to watch out in the SWPL two would be. Dungeon United, they'll be looking to get that top spot. I mean, they're only a, a point away from Patrick Bissell when they finished fourth, I think, was it? They're just a point away. So, no, they're not too far away. Bringing in Lauren Perry, you know, she's an international goalkeeper for Northern Ireland, so that's a big, big signing for them. Um, get her fit um, and back playing games. You know, she had COVID there, so back playing games, and she'll be a huge, huge player for them with her experience as well. So, no, I think, I think it'll be Dungeon United that'll, that'll take the, the top spot there. Courtney, what's your thoughts in the SWPL2 this season? Um, very similar to what, what Emma said. I think Dundee United will really be going for it. They'll have a wee bit of a, a heartbreak almost for a point away from Patrick Thistle and seeing them be um, promoted um, through the loss of obviously Forfeit. They'll be like, well, that 
bit like tricky to be honest if we'd just maybe one perhaps one more game so they'll have that in their head you know most of the games they'll be going for it they've signed Lauren Perry who I spoke to a couple of times and is a is a real talent is someone who wants to do well someone who wants to be at the the forefront of, of doing well and um, I think they'll really be going for it they're a really good young side and um, they've got a lot going for them um, I do have a soft spot for Glasgow when I played for them all through my youth um, from the age of six years old right up until I was like 15 perhaps um, which obviously wasn't too long ago um, they're a, the philosophy at Glasgow is spot on their coaching staff they've got so much batting from from Jim who's um, the top man there and he does everything and everything and above that he can to make sure that they've got as much um, as much driving force going forward in the league. Um, they've got some great players, you know, Natasha Hooley was at Celtic, um, and you know they've got <clears throat> just a real a real good mentality there. And I'm really looking forward to seeing how they go on. Hopefully, they do a bit better this season. But I do think the likes of, of Dundee United will be just just too strong. They'll have that much of a much of a um, motivation to go forward and win that league and, and get the promotion going because they certainly do deserve it. I think. Brilliant. Suzanne, what's your thoughts on SWPL2? Who's the teams to watch? Um, I think I echo what, what the guys are saying there. Um, definitely, definitely Dundee United. I think that they'll be too strong for every other team. Um, like the sign of Lauren Perry, uh, Cassie Cowper, the captain for the forefront. Uh, so they've done really well recruiting kind of players um, in their area. Um, for me, I normally would say St Johnston, but obviously with them pulling out the fixture at the weekend against Celtic, I think they're struggling for players. Um, so going forward, it'll be quite tough for them. Um, and probably fighting out for for second spot, or you know, for me it could possibly be like say Queens Park, um, Glasgow Women, and probably Kilmarnock. I think they're kind of slowly kind of building. They were a top top team years ago, and I think they're slowly trying to improve. So for me, Dundee United at the top, and then it will be a kind of close battle for the second spot. But with the likes of the three teams getting promoted, wide open for Dundee United to take that title. Um, I'm not saying it would be as competitive last season, but like we're saying, you know, one point from kind of full spot getting promoted, I think that was obviously uh, really, really tight. So, so for me, yeah, definitely United. Brilliant. We're going to move into our predictions. We're going to go through these individually and then we will go through them. We're going to keep these on record for the end of the season and we'll see who's the closest. <laughs> Is it a prize? don't know. We'll, we'll have a look at that later on. We can think about that. SWPL2, who have we got winning it, Emma? Dundee United. Courtney? Dundee United. Suzanne? Dundee United. Dundee United. So SWPL2. Yeah, none of us can really be wrong or right together, so let's just <laughs> go for it. That's the first unanimous <laughs> one. We'll go to SWPL1. We'll start with player to watch. Emma, who do you think could be the player to keep an eye on this season? Jane uh, Ross. So quite a, there's a few though, Jane Ross and I think Chin Chia also at Glasgow City. She is phenomenal. She's just an out-and-out -out winger. She's so creative. Um, yeah, for me, they two, Jane Ross and uh, Chin Chia for me. Brilliant. Courtney, who you got for a player to watch? Um, I've got a couple as well. I hate to be a, a pain in the backside, but it's just it's just too good. It's too exciting at the minute. Um, I'm going to go for Lauren Davidson at Glasgow City. I thought she was really good last season and um, was really getting into her stride, scored a few fantastic goals. Um, and I'm going to go for young Billy Hutchison at Aberdeen. I hope she she grabs as many goals as she did last year because um, she's just fantastic and I'm just so excited to watch them. So I'm going to go for later. Brilliant. Suzanne, who you got for a player to watch in the SWPL one? Um, I've kind of got some at the top and the bottom. Um, Jean Ross. <laughs> 
think that, that she's just a fantastic player and really excited to have somebody with her talent back in back in Ever League. Um, Tessa Meetang as well, another Rangers player. Um, I think if she's kind of back to her best after her injuries, I think she'll be a fantastic player to watch, really exciting. Um, and then on the other scale of things, a couple of players from teams that, that are promoted, um, Bailey Hutchison and, and Claire Doherty as well. Um, I've been a big fan of Claire for years playing against her. And then also when I was at Partick Thistle, sometimes it takes you to play in the same team as somebody to actually see how good a player they are. And for me, she's kind of one of the top, top players that I've, I've played alongside. So it'll be interesting to see. I've always thought, why is she not playing in SFPL1? Because I think she's got that quality. So for me, it'll be really great to actually see her play in SFPL1 to see if she can actually show what talent she's got um, and kind of make a stamp in this league. Brilliant. Top goal scorer, Emma, who you got for? Scoring the most um, goals this season. It's a tough one, isn't it? <laughs> I, I've got two. Jane Ross. I'm a Jane Ross fan club tonight. Um, Jane Ross and uh, Odie Fiotadoulou at Glasgow City. You know, she scored a lot of goals last season, so I, I don't think we can ignore her. Sarah Ewans was still here. She'd be in the mix as well. But no, for me, Looking on, obviously, seasons gone by, these individual players at their other clubs, how many goals have scored is Jane Ross and um, Fula Tadoulou for me. Brilliant. Courtney, who you got for football scorer? Um, I actually messaged Jane Ross about the Golden Boot this season, so I really need to back my words up. I, I, can't, I can't pick anybody else other than Jane Ross. Um, I think Lizzie Arnott will be close behind her. Um, again, just she was really good last season, but um, for like a Glasgow City, Perspective, I think Chrissy Chinchia, similar to Emma, like uh, Odie Fulotodolu. Um, but I'm going to go for, for Jane Ross, grabbing the, grabbing the golden boot. Brilliant. Suzanne, who you got for the world scorer? The Jane Ross fan club as well. Thank <laughs> <laughs> like, you. know, going over 100 goals our last spell um, up in this league for Glasgow City, going away and kind of scoring, you know, over like 20 goals down in WSL. Um, same, you know, scoring for fun in Sweden and then something like 62 goals for Scotland as well, which is a phenomenal um, start. So for me, I think that, that she's just got so much experience um, and I think she, against kind of every team below Rangers, I think she'll be absolutely fantastic. It'll just be interesting to see if she's the one that can make the difference against the likes of Celtic and, and Glasgow City and actually get them beating the teams this season. Brilliant. We'll move into the one that's going to make you all popular. Who's going to get relegated? We'll start with Emma. Who's going to go down to the the bottom this season? Hamilton. Right. Okay. Courtney. Oh, um, God, I'm glad I'm moving to London so they can monitor me for it. Um, ah, God. It's between Motherwell and Hamilton for me. Um. I don't, I just don't think Hamilton have them in it to stay up. Gonna, uh, no, I'm going to go for Motherwell. I'm going to go for Motherwell. Motherwell. Rel- who's going to get relegated to that? Um, for me, I think it's going to be between Hamilton and Hearts. Um, they only got kind of two, two wins last season, Hearts, and I don't feel that they've added a lot to their squad. And as I said, the transition for them, I think, is going to be really, really difficult. Um, Hamilton have kind of in their favour they've got a lot of experienced players that have been playing in the squad for a very long time they've just missed out on promotion a couple of times so I think that they kind of could do well against some of the teams around them um, so parts just have it for me we, Instead of asking you winners and second we're going to go to top three in order so Emma give us your first, third and, first <laughs> second and third for the season ahead 
all my days. I get put up for this last time. <laughs> uh, last time? What did I go for the last time? I had the uh, Rangers, City and Celtic. It's the beginning of the last season I did, just due to obviously how the recruitment that obviously Rangers had done and obviously then taking the Glasgow City players midway through the season. But anyway, this season, uh, I think it will be City, number one, Rangers and then Celtic. Okay. Courtney, who have we got? One, two, three. Um, <clears throat> hope, I'm hoping this is a form of manifestation rather than like a guess. Um, I just think Rangers are too strong. I hope I don't. I really hope I don't come to come back to bite me. But I think Rangers are too strong. They've made really good signings. They've got the they've got the kind of hackles up for last season. You know, right now Glasgow City and then Glasgow City. You know, went and won it and kind of laughed at them a bit. So I'm gonna go for Rangers first, City second, and Celtic third. Suzanne, give us your one, two, three for the season ahead in the SWPL one. The exact same as Courtney there. I think the Rangers, um, what they were lacking last season, just that firepower, you know, considering the least amount of goals, um, but it was just the firepower. Losing Kirsty Hibbert halfway through the season really affected them. Um, so I think, you know, the performance against Glasgow City, that 5 0 performance shows what they are capable of if they can kind of be consistent going forward. And I think with the additions that they've made, I think they're going to win the title this year. Um, and then in second spot, Glasgow City. Um, they've still got the experience, they've still got the winning mentality. Um, they've maybe just lost a, a few too many players running at the same time. Um, and then Celtic, you know, for me, if they hadn't lost Sarah Ewans and Lisa Robertson, I'd be putting Celtic in first spot because I think that, that they were probably the best team for me watching. Um, I think they were fantastic last season. And then when Natalie Ross coming back to the injury, they would have been, you know, just kind of icing on the cake for them. But because of their two losses, I think they're just going to kind of miss out on the top two spots, the Champion League spots. Brilliant. Send your predictions in below and see if you can beat everybody on their predictions. And as well as that, stay tuned for upcoming coverage of the SWPL 1 and 2. We're going to be on the starting Sunday with all the match reports on the games. We're going to wrap up the show there. Suzanne, Emma and Courtney, it's been an absolute pleasure to be on the show. Thanks very much for coming on. Thank you. Welcome. Thank you. And follow us on social media and subscribe to our podcast and YouTube channels. Thanks very much, everyone. We'll see you soon. Cheers. Cheers.